from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. In the most predictable way, mm-hmm. UNC lost to Clemson over the weekend. They did. It is a bad thing. And, and this is part of having a show with a microphone where you have receipts. It is a bad thing for your program. And I say bad with, with an emphasis on, on bad. It is a bad thing for your program if we can say out loud with witnesses, those of you listening on Friday, you heard it, uh, out loud before the game that, okay, the world is starting put to believe in your team, and that means you're going to lose. That's exactly what I said. I said the world is starting to believe in your team, so I, I'm fairly confident you are going to lose. That's not – that's. By the way, that's not X's and O's. That's not scheme. That that's not. Oh, I see this thing that Clemson can do to stop your running game. Or uh, hey, I actually think one of your wide receivers that's banged up is crucial and a keystone to your 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 offensive identity. It was none of that. It was just I saw a headline on ESPN.com. It was the main story, the big box at the top with the big picture on ESPN.com that said college football, whatever it was, week eleven. Week 12, and the big question in big letters, big font, said, can North Carolina get back into the New Year's Six conversation? That was on the homepage, the number one question. And as soon as I saw that, I went, "Uh uh-oh. Remember what happened last time we believed in North Carolina? Remember last time we started asking big questions about how good North Carolina could be? Boom, gut punch, UVA loss. Whatang to the jaw, uppercut, Georgia Tech loss. It is a bad thing for your program if we can just sense, uh-oh, they're starting to believe in you, things are going to go downhill. And that is exactly what I did on Friday, and that is exactly what happened on Saturday. And it wasn't... Like like Clemson won. Don't give you know. I, I like to tip my hat to the winners and, and every you know you don't give them back. However, you have to win. You have to win. But let's not pretend like North Carolina didn't for large stretches of that game look like the better team out there. Oh, they should have been up twenty one ten or whatever it was. I mean the fumbles. Every I mean how many Carolina fans right now? If you close your eyes, don't do it while you're driving. If <laughs> if, if you're in the passenger seat or you're listening to this on a, you know wherever, uh, walking the dog. Uh, Close your eyes for a second. Can you can you see Omari and Hampton on the half yard line getting the ball poked out from behind on the sideline by the the Clemson corner that hustled his tail off to get down there? Yeah, I bet you can. Because those are the type of plays that take you from the more deserving team to the team that lost. The passing game wasn't working as well as you'd like, right? Low completion percentage for someone like Drake May. So even though you had Drake May, you went, let's see what the running game's doing. And Omari and Hampton could run all over them. Omari and Hampton is is maybe the most slept-on, statistically superior player in the entire college. In all of college football. But you fumbled it away, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. UNC is a disappointment in their ability to win the games that they need to win. I'm not even saying they're big games, right? I actually think they kind of get up for big games. 
right? They they have the juice, they have the 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 stick-to-itiveness, the determination, whether it's the season opener against South Carolina, which I think they were the better team on the field the entire game and took care of business, or whether it's a rivalry game against Duke where you let an inferior team hang around, talent-wise, Duke obviously has their strengths, but you let an inferior team talent-wise hang around, but you didn't have that lapse that cost you the game, and instead you won. It's the games where you're like, yeah, Clemson's having a down year. We should win. It's your games where you're like, yeah, we're a top 10 team in the country. UVA's had a rough go of it. We should win. Those are the games you're struggling with. That's that's a problem. It's a problem when that becomes predictable, right? When you can look at the stuff not football-related and start picking out games you're going to struggle in. I mean, there is an element of if a team matches up well with you from an X's and O's standpoint, right? If uh, if you have an undersized offensive line and you're going up against a defensive line that has mammoth size and strength and you're just like, oh, I think you're going to struggle this game. There's not much you can do about that, right? Your offensive line can't go like go to a Brazilian steakhouse, put on 15 pounds each in one sitting and then go out there and be like, hey, we're not going to get pushed around anymore by 330-pound defensive tackles. You can't do that. So there is an element of, and maybe you overcome it in another way, right? You screen game and quick game. You get the ball out of your hands. You let your quarterback run, movement, misdirection. There's ways to beat it, but there's not much you can do in certain situations. That can be predictable. It is so much worse when your, your mindset is predictable. When I can look at you and say, that team, they don't show up every week. That team reads their own headlines. I mean, that's a problem. I think it's fair to say they've lost the three games where they were the highest ranked they've been this season. Yeah. Right? They lost to UVA after getting into the top 10, mm-hmm. and none of the rankers, I mean, the, the 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 voters treated them like I think most do, going like, ooh, that's ugly, but everybody gets one, right? Kept them up there uh, in the top 20. Then they lost to Georgia Tech, and it was like, Get the heck out of the top 25. Yeah. They spent a month working their way back up into the top 20 or back into the top 25. And then what happened? They lost to Clemson yeah. in, in a game that they were, again, the better team on the field for, for most of the game. That's, a, that's the issue here. The moment someone believes in you, the moment the public starts hyping you up, you're going to find a way to lose a game. And now you have bigger problems on the horizon because Mac Brown is saying the quiet part out loud. Mac Brown spoke to the media today and, and here's what happens, right? We've talked about how Mac Brown saying I'm going to stay for next year is the, the classy and honorable thing because it, it would feel kind of messed up to make a new coach come in right, right after uh, uh, Drake may moves on. Right. So it's like, all oh, right, it's, everything's already in flux. Now you're going to have the next coach come in. Uh, but some coaches think that way. Some coaches are like, I am going to coach right up until I have a senior, you know, fifth-year quarterback that I love graduates, and I'm going to ride into the sunset uh, milking every last bit of success out of that quarterback. I think it's it's honorable if Mac Brown comes back next year and doesn't ask the replacing coach to do that. However, I'm not saying that others won't. I'm not saying that players who haven't used their transfer yet aren't going to look around and go, and Drake's gone? <laughs> Deuces. And Mac Brown is saying he's essentially aware of that. 
talked to the media today. Here he is talking about the fact that he knows players and some of his coaches are looking at other chances. There's players on our team right now that are talking to coaches and agents on other team about transferring. I know that. We're getting all kinds of calls from people that are on other teams and their, their agents getting ready to go into the portal next week. Um, so I know that our coaches are talking to other people about jobs. And I've told them, I don't mind you talking to other people about jobs. I just want to know it. If you, if you surprise me, then I feel like you're a liar. Uh, because I don't care. If you want to leave, I'm, I'm good. But I need to start looking at who I'm going to replace you with. And I've always said it like recruiting. If you're going to date, then I'm going to date. So if you're talking to people, then I'm going to talk to people too. Because I'm, I'm getting ready to replace you. But don't, don't walk in and surprise me. I, that, then you're a liar. And you're deceitful. And, and the University of North Carolina has been really good to you. They've paid you. They've taken care of you. So don't, don't walk in here and tell me you're leaving without telling me that you're talking. I, I have to ask. How many do you think immediately went in back? Like, you said you wanted to know. It's going to be a lot more difficult next year without start listing all of the players that are yeah. going to be walking for senior or that walked for senior day plus Drake May uh, and go, I'm looking. I think there's quite a few. He did continue on to say a little bit later on in his presser this afternoon that at some point, I think next week between basically like Monday through Thursday or Sunday through Thursday, that they're going to sit down with every player on their team and have their individual one-on-one meetings after the regular season wraps up because that's just before the portal opens and mm-hmm. there's also the timing uh, coming up where you can start actually visiting and meeting with recruits coming up in December as well. So the timeline of that really starts on Friday in terms of meeting with recruits on Friday next week, that is. So he's going to sit down with everybody and, hey, if, if you want to go, go. Like he said that. If you want to leave, that's totally fine. That is your call. But – don't say, no, 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 I'm going to stay, and then all of a sudden your name's in the portal. Matter of fact, let's hear from Mac Jones more on what he wants from his players. Do we have this this clip, the the wants players to be honest, or did you just describe it? I'll pull it up here in a second. All right, so we have one more clip coming from Mac Brown. Uh, but but along those same lines, I think it's 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 difficult for players, right? Because, uh, and, and we do have that clip. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, it's difficult for players for this reason. Uh, I, if, if I'm like 50, 50, I might go into the portal. I might not. There's no way I'm telling Mac Brown. Cause then if I decide to come back, guess the, the dream I'm selling him, I'm hundred percent committed. I was never leaving. You please don't hold this against me. Like the, the whole asking for honesty thing is great for, for players that you're invested in. Not as great for all of them. Uh, Mac Brown on what he wants from his players. Don't go through spring. If you, if you think you're going to leave, um, even if you can get your grad, um, you can get your degree in May. We'll pay for it, but don't be on the team and and act like you're going to stay, and then we can't replace you. And the same thing, if you're really a, a good player and you want to go somewhere else, somebody's paying you a lot of money. If, if Drake had wanted to go, he could have left. So if you want to do that, we got it, and we if we can't pay you that much through the collective, then you go. But tell us. As long as you tell us, we can replace you. You don't tell us, we we got no chance, and you're you're killing us. And and um, that's kind of what happened at linebacker. We lost three, and we're still fighting to get back in those numbers. I get it. I'm I just don't know if it is quite as possible as he's making it out to be. I don't know if it's that simple. 
if you're looking around and you tell your coach and then you want to come back, your coach knows in your in his mind that that you were looking around. Right? It's 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 no different. I talk about it with benching players, right? Or do, would you really want as a coach to have to go around every player you consider benching and saying, "Hey, just so you know, we're thinking about it. Just be honest with you." It's like, "Well, uh, you know what? Maybe this relationship isn't 100% honesty in both directions." Maybe it's we both got to look out for ourselves every now and then. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy we're the place to help you fix your home up we are the designery north raleigh located at 3030 wake forest road in the holly park plaza we would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com i'm going to update the bryce Omer. and i am not moving it from where it was a season or a week ago it's sitting in the same place because I refuse to entertain replacing him, which is the only where only place lower to go on the meter is is Cam Newton available. I refuse to consider the the, the benchings, even if that said is Andy Dalton available to start. I would n- refuse to go that far. Absolutely would refuse to go that far down. However, there was nothing this weekend that made me more confident than I was. I mean, you could argue he's being held back. You could argue he's being held down. You could argue he's being held, uh, you know, artificially behind uh, in his development based on the supporting cast. That's fine. And and I might even agree with you. But he lost the fumble and he threw a pick six. Depending on context, I can excuse almost everything except the turnovers. And even sometimes I can excuse the turnovers, right? If, if there's an interception that bounces off a receiver's hands, I, I have the ability, the cognitive function to say that's not his fault. But, but the fact of the matter is a route got undercut. Was it a great route by the receiver? No. But when a route is undercut, you always could have put it higher into the outside. You always could have not made the throw. And fumbling, I don't care how hard you get hit or how perfect the location of the hit is, you could always hang on to the football. It's also important to remember that our Bryceometer, which if you're watching on our WRAL Sports Fan video uh, live stream, you can see it behind me. Our Bryceometer is a confidence meter. Okay? It's important to remember that the Bryceometer doesn't just measure things that were in Bryce's control. If the team ruins him by not protecting him, if the team ruins his production by receivers not getting open, if the team ruins his ability to develop as a passer based on play calling, then he is ruined, right? If the team ruins him, he is ruined. And I don't have to up my confidence in someone that is ruined just because we know why he was ruined. The offensive line is a problem, but I still haven't seen enough flashes. If I were seeing flashes of elite play at a higher rate, I'd be able to boost the confidence meter by saying the supporting cast is not good enough, but I haven't seen that yet. I also want to emphasize the the flexible and, and, a, and a adaptable nature of the Bryceometer. We could move it up if we start to see things better. 
right? We could move it up if he, he starts to minimize the damage. There's a, a great stat out there. This comes from Josh Norris of, of Underdog, right? But he's citing a stat from Pro Football Focus. This is just how we saw it. Want to give credit, little hat tip. Uh, the Panthers' offensive line gave up 23 sacks and hits and hurries. So those three things combined. In week 11 to the Cowboys, it's the eighth time in 10 games the offensive li- line has allowed 16-plus sacks plus hits plus hurries. It's 190 total on the season. That's a lot. I am completely – you just heard Dennis's voice, which means he's no longer on the phone, mm-hmm. which means we may have a winner. Uh, 190 total on the season, sacks plus hits plus hurries. It is completely fair to say Bryce would look better with a better group up front. But it's also fair to say he hasn't looked like an elite player on the off chance he does have time. Maybe he's looking at the the rush. Maybe he's getting happy feet. Maybe he's not comfortable. The reason being we can debate for a million years. Oh, he's he, he's looking at the rush because he's gotten hit so many times. Oh, he's getting happy feet because he doesn't trust the play callers or the offensive line. Oh, he's doing happy feet for this, for that, for this reason, for the other reason. My confidence level just kind of has to be set on what is actually happening, not why it's happening. 